Welcome to Three Cups Collective, season two of our podcast. We talk about community, coffee, and creativity. Join us as we chat with Samantha Castaneda about the importance of cooking and eating together. She tries her very first Vietnamese iced coffee and gives us some insight into her creative process. So grab a cup and listen up. Hey, welcome to Three Cups Collective. We're so glad that you are hearing our podcast today. And um, we got Esther and David, myself, and we have a special guest over for some coffee. (laughs) 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 Samantha, we're so glad that you're here with us today. Thanks for coming. Thank you. This is, I'm so glad. I'm really happy about this. We're glad to have you. Yeah, you hit both categories, the friends and family. Friend and family. Friends and family, yes. Yes. Friend and family hitting both. So um, we're so glad that you're here. We are drinking a blend of coffee. About, let's talk about what we were drinking. Well, what we were drinking. So we 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 were live just a couple of minutes ago, or thirty minutes. I don't know how long that was, but we were um, <laughs> we were drinking some Vietnamese iced coffee from Copper Cow Coffee, and it's a pour-over set, and it has the cream, the sugar, and everything. It's a woman-owned business out of California. And we all gave it two thumbs up, right? Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, and that was your first Vietnamese coffee? Yeah, I was going to say, for my first time, that was best. Yeah. It was really good. Love Vietnamese iced coffee. So we did ours over ice, but you could put it, you know, just make drink it hot. it hot. Which I think I'm going to try that. I don't think I've ever had it hot. Is it? Is it even sold hot? It is sold hot. Yeah, because when and they I've ask had, you, do you want it hot or over? I've had a version of it, but like, like in Spain, they also drink it like with the condensed milk uh-huh. and the coffee, like a strong, right. like espresso, and they call they call it leche leche, and so, but it's like you know, it's a version of that, but it's a hot coffee. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And I remember when they served it, they would serve it to us in a in a clear coffee mug that could withstand heat. And you would see the layer of the condensed milk at the bottom, yes. and then the coffee oh, sitting so on top. Good. It was so delicious. We should have done that. We should have put our condensed milk in first. And you could have like turned your spoon this way, like turned it upside down, and poured it, and it would have went either right underneath and had like a good thick layer, mm. or poured on top tricks. like this way. You got and tricks. Right on top. <laughs> so that way, when you peel to the eye, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. You eat with but, your eyes first. Though. You do. <laughs> but it was a good experience. Um, do, do you remember how much that cost? I think it was about $15 for five um, sets. Yeah. And so they're like for portable <clears throat> use. So if you go to work or you're at a hotel, traveling, that kind of thing, and you need good coffee, then you're going you're gonna to want that. Pack wonder, that. I'm, I'm going out of town this weekend, so I'm wondering right? how, how fast I, I can get something. <laughs> It, they came well. It took a little bit, and it came. Yeah. It was one little box, but it came in a big box for big some box reason. It came in, yeah. I was like, "This is one box, okay?" Uh, yeah. So if you guys have not seen that uh, video of us trying this coffee, you can go check it out on the Facebook page, and make sure you give us a like while you're there. And it has a link on the video as well. Yeah, right? and it has a link to the Copper Cow Coffee page, and you can check them out. It's um, sustainably sourced coffee from Vietnam, so. That's pretty cool. It feels yeah, nice sure. to be able to support a, not only a woman-owned business, but a sustainable business that's, you know. I also feel like this is a new category of product. It's not as seen on TV. It's like as seen on Instagram. As seen like, on Instagram. <laughs> yes, Instagram because ad. I totally <laughs> clicked on Instagram. Instagram, my algorithm on Instagram is show me knitting and show me coffee. 
So all my ads are coffee and knitting ads and I do click on them because I gotta find us new coffee to drink, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see what mine show me like keyboards, tomorrow. microphones, yeah. and podcasting equipment. So <laughs> <laughs> what are your ads, Dave? Cameras, coffee, <laughs> and yeah, like uh, instruments and things like yeah. that. Yeah. How about yours, Um, Marvel, <laughs> food, always grilling, and uh, haircuts. Haircuts, oh, yeah. men haircuts. I'm fascinated with that. I yeah, love you like watching, watching a guy the... get a haircut, shave his beard. I love it. Awesome. So Samantha has a Instagram account, and that's where you guys can follow her at Castaneda Eats. And so we're going to make sure we put the link to her Instagram account when, uh, along with this episode, like on our blog post. And on Facebook. The jo- yeah, on the description. Oh, yeah, so in the description. description. <laughs> so that you guys can follow her. More work to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can so work on that later. you guys can find out. She's got great pictures, drool-worthy photos yeah. of some awesome food. And so that's why we wanted to have you, can you on. can vicariously through yeah. her. Like, what I do. Like, <laughs> just like, mmm, that looks so well, good. Well, that's what, yeah. part of the reason why we wanted to have you on because food is very creative. It's very uh, expressive. Um, we're Hispanic. And so I think in our culture, for sure, uh, food is an extension of my love for right, my family, right. and if you reject my food, you reject me reject and my, my love. love. Yeah. <laughs> and my love. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like when gra- you go to grandma and grandpa's house and you don't eat, they feel like they have, mm-hmm. you know, done you wrong, you, you know, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, what has, what has kind of gotten you started? Is it just like everybody in your family cooks? Or did you kind of just step up and say, okay, I'm going to be doing... Well, everybody in my family cooks. My parents do. My grandparents did. Um, or our grandparents did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for a while there, I didn't want to do it. I was like, oh, it's too much. And I have to do the dishes. <laughs> oh, no. You have to, like, people tell you, oh, they didn't like this. I don't want to have to deal with that. And yes. I didn't. It just became a chore. Uh, but as an adult... It just became a passion. It's just something. So that's it's just something I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you enter competitions. We do. We enter um, my family, my mother and my father, and then my siblings. We all are in a cook-off team. What's the name of your team? Hook it, cook it, and smoke it. Hook it, cook it, and smoke it. Yeah. My yeah. parents started it probably over ten years ago. Just them and a couple of their friends, and they were just hook it and cook it because they did seafood competitions. Oh, okay. Okay. And then we started entering barbecue competitions. And so we got the smoke it part. And then that's when me and my brother kind of started trying to take over. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we're just a joint effort between the four of us. We, we decided that, that was going to be our name and that's how we're going to do it. And so if one of us compete, we compete under that name. Cool. That's awesome. Is it just like, like Galveston area or do you guys go everywhere? No, we're just local Galveston. Galveston, maybe into the county. That's about it. We don't do the big ones like the fairs or... Things like that. We're not that serious. We're amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> We're amateurs. I think the most big one we do is the seafood one that comes in Galveston in September. That's the one that hold our passion. That was our favorite one to do. You got to put it on our calendar then. Yeah, I know. Hopefully yeah. we get to do it this year. We, we're going to do the one in uh, July. It's a throwdown. It's not a cook-off. It's a throwdown. And then if we can get the family together, we'll do the one in September. I'll definitely let y'all know. Cool. Now, now I, I don't know this, so what's the difference between a throwdown and a cook-off? It's just the name of okay. the event that the the gentleman who who organized it, that's where he, he went with it. He's like, it's not a cook-off, it's a 
throwdown. It's more relaxed. It's not. Okay. But that is there prizes? Or yeah, just like honor, you get trophies. We haven't, we haven't placed in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so you get trophies, you get the ribbons, and you, I believe you get some, some money, and everybody goes on a winner, though, because we all get an old smoky oh, pick. That's, it's an old oh, smoky throwdown. Cool. It actually broke a world record. I totally forgot about that. It holds a world a world record for, um, I can't, oh, you have to look that up later, but um, yeah, we broke it. They broke a Guinness record. That's, That's cool. awesome. Yeah, people out there counting. How many? We had four at one time going in our in our tent. That's fine. So it was like the most Old Smokies, like. So you just have to there? you just have to cook on an Old Smoky. Oh, okay. So everybody so who's entering has to cook on it. Has to be on an Old Smoky. That's so awesome. the big jumbo ones or the small ones and the ones that people put together. Oh, so yeah. they have like one on each side and then like a humongous one that they've made themselves. As long as it's on an Old Smoky, cool. you can enter it. That's awesome. <laughs> So you're going to enter the tacos that you brought over tonight for us. Maybe. 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 Okay. We, we were, <laughs> Don't give away all the secrets. Maybe. Maybe. We were a little bit Maybe of a test. Yeah. yeah. So I think run. you would win. Samantha made us some amazing tacos. And if, so uh, you know, once we'll see when this airs, maybe we'll <laughs> get yeah. you to spill the beans about the about what they were and everything you put in them, but they were amazing. And so we are three verified taste testers <laughs> that Samantha can throw it that down. It was excellent. It was <laughs> excellent. It was amazing. <laughs> that was my first time making to make those? that. I make Asian food all the time, but to make it into a taco, having it marinate overnight, cutting those vegetables, that was the first yeah. time. That worth it, Excellent. worth it for sure. Excellent. I think you, I think you guys we'll should win. <laughs> if I was a judge, <laughs> you know what? Um, we talked about what we drank, but we didn't talk about what we're drinking now. So oh we yeah. Need to, yeah. Yeah. Enter, right now we're drinking. That in. What are we drinking? Uh, I forgot. So right now we're drinking a Puerto Rican coffee. There we go. And um, Jenny, if you guys uh, remember her from a few of our other episodes, she went to Puerto Rico. Uh, with her mom and her sister, had a great time, and she is the bestest friend ever because she brought mm -hmm. us back some coffee. Yeah. So this was called Borinquen coffee, and uh, basically it just means it's native to the island. That's where they they get it's from there. So it's not like out, you know, they right. didn't get it from somewhere else and then sell it to tourists. So uh, so this was so good. Do you like it? Yo, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. I yeah, it's even a great coffee. I'm just kind of sad that we're. We're almost the at the end of the bag already. I think we've had it for a week. But she and... did say you can get it on Amazon. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's really good. We, we can put a link for that when we yeah. find it. We'll put a link for that in the podcast as well. But it's it's very even. Like, it's not, like, super bitter. It's not, like, a like a full-body strong coffee. I mean, you, yeah. can, you can drink it any time of the day. I think so, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of mad that I put sugar and cream in it. I don't know. It's got a really good flavor to it. Yeah, it's a really good flavor. I think it would be really good for like dessert too. Like it's just because it's so even. Yes, yeah, so if you and it drink it you. black and then yeah. have dessert with it, oh, that would be good. For sure. Yeah, for Perfectly breakfast. Some, yeah. All right, so I wanted to make sure we had that. In Some there. pumpkin cheesecake. Pumpkin cheesecake. Now I have that tasted was, your pumpkin cheesecake, good. and I thought was about that. Amazing. But it was yes, I long. begged Samantha to bring some to our uh, family Christmas party <laughs> last yeah. year because I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like Sam, so is that what you bring in? <laughs> so we got to taste that, and it was so good. I've never baked a cheesecake. It seems like, like processed. Like, it was it? that was easy. That was, was the easiest. But one you need I could. the special pan. 
Um, no, it was just the the one form? that mm-hmm, the spring okay. form that clipped, and that was it. You I may need it to put. Yeah, we um, have one. Oh, okay. Okay. Pan, okay. Like a baking <laughs> why do I have one? I don't know why I have one if I've never we made cheesecake before. We talked about doing before. it here too. So That's we right. That. We should have done that. Okay, this yeah. year's sample. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> I've got the pan. I'm ready. Yeah. That's yeah, so that, funny. Cheesecakes are cheesecakes are easy to make, especially the no bake ones. Because you can. Oh well, yeah. Do something that's. You just I had, no, I have made that overnight. Like, Jello used to have a, a Jello no bake cheesecake in like mm-hmm. the box, and I'm yes. like, yes, this I can do. And so we used to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the role of food in creating and sustaining communities. You talk about even the competitions, like the area competitions, the city competitions. Um, you guys probably see the same people and right. you kind of get to know other families that, you know, yeah. are doing the same thing. Um, how do you think food plays into community? So food is like we said earlier, you know, it's what people, it brings people together. You know, you're like, oh, do you love me? Because you <laughs> ate all my tacos. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they you love me. Yes. <laughs> you know, and you go to restaurants and you, like we were talking earlier about the one that's locally here and how it's changed and, you know, where everybody was always there. You see people there. You, you gather with people there. They know that place. You follow on social media. They're like, oh, that place, you said it was good. I'm going to follow there. Yeah, so, true. like, with these cook-offs that we're in, um, it's along the same route. Oh, did y'all have fun? Did you compete? Did, how did it turn out for you? We did this one over in Missouri County or, you know, two cities over or whatever. And yeah. I think it just brings people together. Food and food alone just food does alone. it. Yeah. yeah. And it can really create um, just a sense of, okay, we have this in common. Right. <laughs> we all love, you know, these spring rolls or we all love this pho, you know, or yes. the, the local places and I think um, that's helpful, right. <laughs> especially right now, because you know everyone's always fighting and arguing on social media. Yeah. But then, if we can gather around in the same restaurant together, or at, you know, talk about recipes together and right. share recipes. So, do you share it, recipes, or do you, because I know so competition recipes, you, you don't want to. I share. Don't do that, but then. I share. I'm a, I'm a big sharer. People, I don't really have the recipes on my Instagram because a lot of right. them are upstate, like in my head. I right. just throw this, oh, this sounds good. I do a lot of research and say, okay, these are all, these people made theirs. I'm going to try to combine some and then maybe not use this. I'm going to use that. Mm, right. And so I tell people a lot, okay, disclaimer here, I just go with the flow. And if it feels good, I'm putting it in there. If yeah. it, it's that box of chili and I'm gonna throw that in there and then I'm gonna say oh well in the cabinet I have this I wonder how that's gonna go yeah and so it's trial and error yeah but yeah I'll definitely share my recipe and uh, do things like that may leave something out (laughs) if I know you're on a team or no right right that's smart that's just smart (laughs) because like there's there's like a there's competition recipes but then there's like um, you know, those things that you can be like, okay, you know, if you want to make a good marinade or here's like a go-to type of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I cook five nights a week at least. And like, it's a lot. And yeah. especially when it comes to once summer hits, I don't know why, but I'm so tired of cooking. I don't want to cook probably because it's hot. So mm-hmm. I don't even want to turn on the stove. <laughs> I don't want to turn on the oven. And I get this like mental block of food. I don't even want to think about food right. because everything in my like when I think about it, it makes me hot. 
<laughs> you know, and it's so hot already here. So exactly. And so I need like inspiration. And so like tonight we did spring rolls, and I taught the kids how to make the spring rolls, and they we had so much fun, and we've not ever done that because. But I had to do something like that, something yeah. really different. Um, that's why I like, you know, your Instagram, I'm like looking at it and say, okay, what can we eat for dinner? <laughs> what can, chicken shrimp small time. Yeah, yeah that's one of these things that we can, we can eat for dinner. Um, and, you know, you don't always have to cook in the kitchen. Get your, you know, you get yourself familiar, familiarized with a, a, a grill. Yeah. You can take those, um, the, the cast iron skillets that are flat and yeah. then you have the grill on one side. Put that over your grill and mm-hmm. you have the flat uh, top. Yeah. You can make pancakes out there. You can make... Your bacon yeah, and all that stuff outside. <laughs> so, you don't, ideas. so you don't have to sit there and sweat in the kitchen. You yeah, that's true. So I saw a guy cool. hard boil an egg on a grill. How do you do that? So he, he got the egg and he just put it like on the grill. Like it was a, like an oven. Like after he finished, like he had, I guess he had cooked some, you know, and he mm-hmm. had already finished. And he's like, hey, you know, when your your coals are just kind of toward They're the just end, right. just put a couple eggs on there. You leave them for you know, seven minutes or something like that. And then after... Oh, he just put a, a whole egg on the A whole the egg on, with the shell on with the, the grate. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the same yeah. thing you would do okay. in the oven. Okay. You can do those in the oven that way. They tell you to put them on the... And I've never done that. I've never oven. done the eggs yeah. in Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, but, yeah, he, but, but he was that, saying it was like... Sense. It makes it like smoky. It makes the egg smoky. And it's perfect for like salads. Like if you want to do a cob salad with that smokiness oh, on it. perfect. He says it's amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean, like the, the white is like permeable. Like after you hard boil an egg, you there's like a, a recipe for like miso eggs. You can rub miso on the outside, and you get like this nice salty, well seasoned egg, just because it's porous, and like it'll absorb flavors. You can do like soy sauce. Oh yeah, people put them in their like crawfish bowl. Yeah, they'll throw them just... in the right right when they're about to throw them out, take them out, and it's got that that seasoning, that that Cajun yeah. seasoning in there. I want to try that. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. And then it's like awesome. when you go to the, the faux restaurants, they put or the the like the, the ramen, ramen bar. Yes. Oh, those eggs are my favorite. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, those are like the seasoned the most... eggs. They put them in like a soy sauce mixture. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not yeah, the most attractive. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they don't they're look great. They're so tasty. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so. Don't even your eyes there. But they're really. But, yeah. add, they add a lot of flavor and dynamics to like your ramen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So I love that that we can share the recipes, share the ideas, because that creates more community and that's a conversation starter that yeah. goes back to like your community that you know how do you you go around and you're walking down the street you say hi to somebody and they're you're sitting there waiting for your coffee or you're waiting for your your food to come out and somebody's sitting there talking to you you start talking about the food that's a whole conversation next you know you knew mm-hmm. that his grandma used to make him yeah, his favorite yeah, dish yeah. when he was a kid and you're like oh they tried that you know? yeah or you know so yeah, that's my favorite uh, phrase that you just said, and I think that that phrase comes out a lot when you're talking about food, is somebody saying, I'll have to try that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, it sparks this creativity in other mm-hmm. people, too. And then they're like, oh, and like new uh, territory, yeah. Yeah, yeah, new possibilities happening. And then Do you, you don't have to, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. You don't have to stick to the rules, you know? Yeah. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. There are no rules. Yeah, there's no rules in cooking. That's why I really Is don't like baking. Because oh. baking, you have to yes. follow the rules. Baking has yeah. to follow the rules. 
And I mm-hmm. am not, I'm like Rachel Ray, you know, she's like, I'm a cook. I'm a, hands down, I'm a cook. If you want me to bake something, I'm going to have to do it four times before I, I give it to you. And like that pumpkin cheesecake, I did it three times. Yeah. People, Christmas, I was like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, I hope it tastes good. I get sick, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. My friend's mom took one. I mean, I was like, here, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Off the list. Yeah. Maybe permanently. Yeah. <laughs> But now, I mean, now you mentioned you mentioned with your family, right? That that cooking and I guess like doing that, you were trying to stay away from. Right. But it seems like it got you pulled in, right? Yeah. So you talk about family and community, and that brought you in. It do you feel, especially with competing with each other, does it is it something that's kind of bringing you guys closer in, For in what sure. you do? Yeah. So when we were younger, growing up, we my parents cooked. My mother was always in the kitchen, and if, when my dad will tell you, oh, I, I, I gave her all. She, she taught, you know, he she learned from her. me. Right? She learned yeah, from yeah. Right. She learned from I me. I taught her everything she taught knows. Her, and then my mom will say, you know, she'll just look at you and be like, oh, okay, great, you know. Yeah. yeah. But between the two of them sitting in that kitchen, they were my inspiration as an adult. Like, going back, thinking about that, I was like, man, that's where I want to go. That's how I want to be cooking for my for my future kids or for my yeah, nephews, yeah. you know, my niece and that's how I want to be. But when you're 14, 13 years old, yeah. that's a chore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your There's mom no calls you. There, yeah, right? your mom, no. <laughs> my mom used to call me at 3.30, you know, 4 o'clock, and she's like, take the chicken out the fridge. And I'm like, oh, but no, take the chicken out the fridge, grab these seasonings, put it in the, start your oven. You know, she would tell me lemon chicken was my baked chicken was my go-to. She knew, she taught me that. And that was what I was making at 15 years old. Ah, So in the summertime, I was using the oven for my little sister. Mm -hmm. It may, she may have been fed, not on time, but (laughs) she got fed. It happened. It happened. So... It, it was something, especially at grandparents' house. You know, grandma and grandpa were always in the kitchen. My grandpa was making tamales year-round. Mm-hmm. And that was a chore. Because yeah, you go to that's, grandma and grandpa, yeah, that's like a process. you're just right. like, oh, we're making, we're cleaning. Oh, husk, why are we cleaning these corn husks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm itching. <laughs> go outside, it's 100 degrees out here. You know? Why? But this summer, when I was going through my summer, quote-unquote, summer vacation, mm-hmm. I, was with, you know, me and my dad picked up tamales and he showed me how to do it. And so there I am in a kitchen where I hated doing that. I'm like, you know, Grandpa, I'm not doing that. I'm going to watch Barney or whatever yeah, it was on yes. TV, you know, <laughs> with all the other little kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to help you, but now I'm in there and I'm doing it and I love right. it. I love it. I want to go home and make tamales, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. so. Yeah. I think, I think also it's not only something that's passed down to you, right, yeah. but it gives you a connection to the past, yes. right, as well. Oh, yeah. So you think about grandma, you think about grandpa. Yeah. And there's like, there's like this connection, right, that you remember this as a kid, and now you're doing it, and there's like, it's part of, it's part of your history, right? Right. So we have a, we this one particular cook-off that we do, our throwdown, that we do in July. We, so it's my parents, and then it's me and my brother, and then it's my nephews. So my nephew Trip has gotten in it. Yeah, so cool. you look, that's three generations right there awesome. flipping and, and getting in there with their hands. And he's just like, I've never cooked before, but I'm going to make this. We're going to do it. And we're going to win something. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what brought us all together. Right. Being on this team, yeah. 
you go in and my we would we have a family chat you know group uh, text and we're constantly every night what you got what you got <laughs> awesome. that looks good <laughs> who made that you know like yeah. my mom just texted yeah, me like, who that. made that me <laughs> you know I bought that you know? so sometimes it is that local food store texting like oh we're lazy today but then sometimes you're like whoa why don't you ever make that for us <laughs> and so it did bring us together yeah, we that's awesome. um, you go you get older you go you go your separate ways you're trying to get out of your parents house you're like no, stay here but then as adults we were all cooked you're trying from, to get back in we're right? all trying to get back in yes. in some way or form my sister my older sister brandy she makes like a Five gallon salsa. <laughs> when she makes it, she doesn't know how to, you know. Yes. She's like, I oh yes, I cannot she cook can only for make less it in than eight people. Yeah. I, I, my, I cook for eight people because it's six of us and then leftovers. And growing up, there were six of us. So every dish my mom taught us to make was six and then enough for leftovers. Right. So, you know, I can't cook smaller than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be crazy once all the kids are out. Yeah, I know. We're going to have so much that's how my. That's what my parents are going through. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, y'all want to take some of that to go? So yes. when we go over there, I was That's just over what there. my parents are doing. They're like, yeah. we can't eat all this. Y'all take yeah. it. I was just yeah. over there for Father's Day and I made my dad some ribs and chicken thighs and some sausage and uh, we're looking at the, the pan and I'm like, I don't want to eat ribs for four days. <laughs> it was just us. And he's like, we don't want to eat ribs. So take it. It's just us. When they, they could split a piece of chicken breast and right. eat themselves. I'm like, yeah. one chicken breast? What? <laughs> 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 that could be one nephew. Yeah, or, yeah. 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 So. Thank you for listening to Three Cups Collective. Be sure to follow Samantha on Instagram at Castaneda underscore eats. Follow Three Cups Collective on Facebook to join the discussion and find links to everything we talked about today. Don't forget to leave a review for us on your listening platform to help others discover our podcast. Thanks for listening.